0: The Joyce Kaufman Podcast is being brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com.
1: They were there when we were here. And uh, that's something that we must never forget. Today is the 248th birthday of the United States Navy. So today we celebrate the protectors of our shores and our seas and say happy birthday to the US Navy. I've got uh, two dear friends who are, well, they're former sailors, but I don't know, it's like the Marines, you're never a former, you're always part of that incredible organization. And, uh, And so a shout out to my My sailor friends, to Kenny and to Jimmy, thank you for what you've done. And talk about, you know, a rough service, being in submarines and out at sea. But they did it for us. Just like the men and women over there in Israel today are doing it to safeguard their country. The Gerald R. Ford Coast Guard cutter actually... um, I don't even know if it's Coast Guard or it's part of the naval fleet, but Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin ordered the strike group, which is led by that uh, carrier, um, to the eastern Mediterranean. And now, ostensibly, that's because of our response to Saturday's attacks in Israel. But he said, and I, I never pay Secretary Austin, a compliment, but I'm going to pay him one now. In his statement, he said, Let me again reiterate one of the main messages that this rapid increase in posture is intended to send to both state or non-state actors. The United States is unequivocal in its support for the defense and is sending a warning to any entity that would consider taking advantage of this conflict and this war to escalate violence. One word, quite simply, don't. The ship, of course, is meant to deter Iran and Hezbollah, the Lebanese militant group, from engaging in the conflict. They don't want them to get involved, and they're involved already. The Ford Carrier Strike Group has a range of capabilities. The senior defense officials outline what it can do. It's a Ticonderoga-class guided missile cruiser, Uh, In accompanying it by the name of the Normandy, the USS Normandy, and the Arleigh Burke-class guided missile destroyers, the USS Thomas Hudner and the USS Ramage and the USS Carney and the USS Roosevelt, are going to be providing intelligence and maritime support as well as long-range trade options. And that's good news because we can't stay out of this fight. What does that mean? I don't know. I I presume that there's not gonna be any reason to have boots on the ground as long as we are working with the Israelis and providing them with what they need. But I don't know. You know, I'm listening to all the reports just like you are. I'm watching what's going on just like you are. I have some contacts in Israel that I've talked to um, almost three or four times a day And they, uh, to a person, are grateful that this particular administration, who they weren't quite sure what the response would be, especially when nothing was said for a while. But they are now quite, quite happy with the statements that the president has made and the Secretary of Defense has made and uh, Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State. Look, you know, wartime presidents even when it's not our war, have a tendency to be much more relevant and gutsy than presidents who are during peace. Now, I will make one exception to that, and that was the last president who really was very, very involved in how the world was conducting itself. And he understood who the good guys were and who the bad guys were, and I know that there's all kinds of nonsense going out on, on the internet in the last 24 hours uh, since we all saw him speak or many of us saw him speak on, on uh, Wednesday night. Yeah, I heard the same thing that you did, you know, was that the right time? Should he have made any statements about uh, the leadership of, of Israel at this moment? Look. You can't tell that man when to speak and what to say. It just doesn't work. And these judges on Monday are going to try and put a gag order on him. Good luck with that. You know, I, I, I don't think that's going to work. But when he says that Hezbollah is smart and everybody goes crazy, why are you going crazy? If you thought that Hamas was... Just a bunch of dumb animals. You were proven wrong this week. They are animals. But they aren't dumb. They overcame one of the mightiest militaries in the world. And they're wrong and they're disgusting and they're vile and violent. But they're not stupid. And when he points out that some of these megalomaniacs that we have to deal with whether it's uh, Xi Jinping or uh, Vladimir Putin or Kim Jong-un, when he says that they're smart, you ought to just take a deep breath and realize you don't end up in the positions they find themselves in unless you got some brains. You may also have no moral compass as none of those men do, but they ain't dumb and I just get tired of having to you know, take on that challenge, like, well, are you are you happy with what he said? and do you you know do you agree with what he said? First and foremost, um it doesn't matter whether I agree or not. Never did, never will. There are raids in Gaza going on right now. They have warned the people to get out. And today, I was at the um at the jail in Broward County, and there were two deputies. And they were having a discussion. Now, these two deputies have a tendency to debate each other. One's a fairly conservative person. The other one's a fairly left, uh, left-wing left person. But they're good friends, and they always have these really healthy debates. And I think they like it when I show up because they know that— uh, that I'm going to set them straight because usually they only have whatever they got from the various mainstream media stations. One watches the Fox and the other watches the you know, the CNN or whatever. And so I come in and insert a little reality most of the time and they're pretty appreciative of that. But the first thing that uh, one of them said to me was, well, you know, they told them to get out of Gaza, but where are they going to go? And I said, where are they going to go? I said, I want you to think about this. Egypt is on the border. Can they go to Egypt? No, why? Because Egypt won't let them in. Okay, can they go to Jordan? Can they go to, where can they go? What part of the Arab world is welcoming in with open arms? None, none. You know, when people tell me two-state solution, I tell them there is a two-state solution, Israel and Jordan but they don't want them in Jordan. And that's why there won't be peace. And that's why when Hamas calls for a global day of jihad, I tell people, be careful and be scared. Because I I don't know how this day ends. Now, I'm not going to stop living. You know, I came up to the studio today. And as I was leaving the house... My husband had just come back and he came over and you know, we always pray before we leave the house multiple times a day. And he said, I want you to be careful out there. And I said, I'm always careful out there. And I'm always strapped too, how about that? And he said, no, I want you to be careful because people identify you as Kaufman, Kaufman. They don't know my real last name is Delaney. So he said, And I don't know, you made that video about Israel and people know you're very pro-Israel. I just want you to be careful. Imagine having to tell your family members to be careful. Imagine these parents in London telling their young sons who are going off to school not to wear the kippah, not to wear a yarmulke on their head, because they'd be too easily identified as Jewish It's not just in London. It's not just in, you know, in Israel that all this is going on. It's happening in France. They actually said no protests in France. The Jews I know in New York say they feel hunted down. You don't want to walk on a college campus. Well, let me take that back. You don't want to go onto one of these large university campuses today and be a Jew. Because there are thousands of protests going on all across the world, but in particular at these college campuses. And they don't care about that. They don't know anything except this intersectionality nonsense that they bought into. Oh, it's apartheid and the this and the that. And, and then you say to them, Well, how do you feel about like, you know, killing civilians? That didn't happen. What do you mean it didn't happen? They were live streaming It it, it wasn't propaganda. Hamas was live streaming the murdering of children, old people, families, burning down houses, paragliding into a concert. We didn't make that up. Nobody made that up. But they still, they're arguing. Well, well, you know, uh, it's probably not true. What do you mean it's not true? It is time for our government, though, to take on Iran. It's time for them to stop. Pussyfooting around and saying, like, well, you know, we, we, they got to wipe out Hamas and they got to wipe out Hezbollah and they got to wipe out the Al Aqsa Brigade and they got to. No, no, no. They have to wipe out the funder of all these terrorist groups, Iran. And how do they do that? Well, maybe just step back and let Israel do it. I, I, listen, these people are at the brink, if not already, have achieved nuclear capabilities. And they've got tons of money from selling oil to China. And if you don't think for one second that really it's not the little Satan that they want so badly, they do want him, but it's the big Satan. It's you and me. It's Western civilization. That's why they called for a global day of jihad. People are worried that war could spread to the whole Middle East. I'm worried that World War III could be imminent. Anyway, don't forget to download our app, the 850WFTL app. You can download it on your cell phone or on your computer or on whatever device you use. Um, or visit our website, 850WFTL.com, so you can participate in all of our contests. contests rather. And you can also uh, get news updates and weather updates and all the rest of that good stuff. I'm going to take a quick break, and I will be talking to Derek at 12... Um, at 345. I'm still on the old time. It'll be 1245 where he is. Uh, but we will finish this week with that conversation. And he knows he's going to have to answer a question about all his alma maters, the two of them, and the disgusting rhetoric coming out of those schools. I'll be right back.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify, whether you're selling a little or a lot.
1: So I I still try in, you know, most of my conversations that I have with people to be sincere about wanting, you know, peace. I want peace everywhere. I think most people do. But the idea that anybody can find some sort of moral relativism about what's happened so far and what's about to happen— is inc- it's just incredible to me. Witnesses reported hearing screams and saw a man carrying a knife after a Jewish victim was stabbed in China at the Israeli embassy. This is what's going to be going on around the world. This is always what goes on around the world. You see, it's like Tom Lehrer says. And everybody hates the Jews. There are people on Twitter or X, whatever, on all of these platforms, and they are saying things that are just so vile that I can't wrap my mind around them. So that was an Israeli embassy employee, employee got stabbed in Beijing. There's global knife attack frenzies as Hamas's day of rage gets underway. China, France, uh, security alerts everywhere, every Jewish school and synagogue from Palo Alto, where my kids are, to London, to Auckland, to uh, the U.S. Capitol in Beijing, attacked in broad daylight. And Chinese authorities have not released a motive for the attack. Come on. Israel actually got upset with China for failing to condemn the attack that Hamas had perpetrated against 1,300 civilians and and a handful of soldiers. So today we're watching as the ground incursion begins. And I'm just stealing myself for what's going to happen. Because you know as well as I do that the terrorists are going to capitalize on any scene they can to garner some sympathy because they have to be aware of the fact that even people who generally support them with the exception of stupid college students and college professors who are just a breed in and of themselves, they're, just, they're beyond stupid, they're, they're vile. They're they're subhuman. But, But even people that you wouldn't expect are outraged by the terrorism that took place. Yeah, I'm listening to people argue about like, well, there weren't 40 kids beheaded. Okay, so how many were? Would it be okay if it were 10? Would it be okay if it was one? Well, of course not. Would it be okay to paraglide into a concert where young people are basically having a peaceful day and start shooting them down. In what, how, do, how sick do you have to be to, to defend that? And then to say, oh, well, that's just propaganda? Look, anybody out there who's seen the footage, that footage didn't come from, you know, the Jewish kids who were there. It came from Hamas they filmed it. They put it out there. They want you to know what they did. They want you afraid. They want you to stop living your lives. It was like 9-11. I remember getting on the air a couple of days after 9-11. I did a show with a couple of other guys. I think it was Jack Cole and me and and uh, and Tony Marino and, and another person. I can't remember right now who it was. Might have been Russ Morley. Anyway, we were all on the air. And I All I could think to say was, don't stop living. That's what they want. They want you to hide. They want you to be so afraid that you can't go about your lives. Jews in Israel do not live like that. They're always confronted with enemies who want to kill them. And they've learned, for the most part, to live, to live their lives. These kids were at a concert. It was a holiday. And there they were having a good time, right? You got to be crazy to think that there's some sort of equivalence between that and going in to Gaza after warning everybody to get out of Gaza. And I don't want to hear where are they supposed to go. I don't know. There's lots of Arab nations that could afford to fly them out of there. Where's the Saudi princes? You know, send, send in the troops to bring them out. You know, any... Innocent Palestinian who wants out, get them out, you know. But but that's not what happens. Instead, what happens is they use these innocents, if there are such things. They because let me remind you, as I said to some people the other day, who said to me, "Well, it's not their fault. They're not Hamas. They voted Hamas into leadership. Hamas wasn't always the leader. You had the Palestinian Authority, and as bad as they were." They weren't terrorists. Well, let me take that back. They were, but they weren't this kind of terrorist. You know, can anybody really picture Yasser Arafat authorizing the murder? I don't think so. You know, the guy got a Nobel Peace Prize. Not that he was a peaceful guy, but but there, there just are some limits and Hamas has no limits, Hezbollah has no limits. And behind it all, Iran has only one goal and that's to wipe out Western civilization. Period. End of story. And kill as many Jews in the in as possible in your effort to do that. And there's no moral equivalence. I'm sorry if you if you're still struggling to try and figure that one out. Get out of here. You know, don't don't bring that to me. Because I'll just go berserk. I I listen to Dan Bongino as much as I can take, but I get it like heart palpitation. Sometimes he's obviously so distressed, as am I. You know, as are you. But I'm going to tell you once and for all, I'm not going to send another dime to my alma maters. One of my alma maters, Hunter, today had a protest where a woman was videotaped or on the news saying the most disgusting things about Jews. Yeah, you know, that... Uh, you you're not getting another nickel from me. Not that I'm a big, big supporter, but I have supported. And my friend uh, Michael Goodwin, his wife was the head of uh, the alumni organization for a period of time. And, you know, look, I always like to support universities, especially the ones that I went to. But if you think that that Harvard, Yale, Stanford, Columbia, where my kids went, if you think I think they should get another nickel, nah. No, not, not not for my family, you know? I'll do battle with De- Jenya over that one, I'll tell you that right now. And we'll ask Derek if he's gonna be, you know, sending money to his alma maters, two of the worst, Yale and Harvard, okay? Anti-Semites on display everywhere, sending letters and, ugh, this, it makes me sick to my stomach. My son worked in the Hillel at Harvard. You think any Jewish kid wants to be seen going into Hillel today? Nuh-uh. Not unless they have body armor. All right. Let me take a break. You know, um, I got a lot of business to take care of. We're going to do, run, whatever. Uh, The president is trying to talk about the economy. I feel sorry for him in a way because nobody wants to hear about your Bidenomics today. They want to know how you're going to defend Israel, and I want to know that as well. So far, so good. We'll see. Stay right where you are. I'll be right back. So I'm not really sure like how it is that so many people out there seem so unaware of this hatred that's been so deep for so many millennia, right? So there was this obvious effort after the Abraham Accord to bring other Arab nations to a peace negotiation with Israel. And it looked like it was, in spite of having an administration which uh, turned its back on the Abraham Accord, it looked like things were moving in that direction. And that just must have freaked out the Ayatollahs in Iran beyond comprehension. And according to the, you know, the, the, the major liberal newspapers, according to, uh, and, and the Wall Street Journal, there was a meeting. And Iran basically green lighted. This nonsense. No, it's not nonsense. This vile, vicious terrorism. Not just what happened in Israel, but this day of jihad, this day of rage, which is underway. Now we had another stabbing in France. The French teacher knifed to death by a man shouting, well, you guess it. Alo Akbar. Now... That's that's global horror now. Diplomats slashed in China, crowds storming borders, teachers stabbed in France. If you're not paying attention and you're buying this nonsense that somehow this is a result of apartheid, trust me, I lived through the last actual apartheid in South Africa. And it didn't look like this, and they got there. They got their story told. They got people who divested all their investments. They got governments behind them, and ultimately, they were liberated. Maybe a little too liberated, because unfortunately, they haven't done that well. So you have a day of jihad called for by this Hamas. Uh, actually, he's not the leader anymore. He's a former leader of Hamas, this Khaled Mishal, and, and then you're watching it begin. Uh, I just watched a video of Emmanuel Macron, the president of France, who showed up at the scene after a terrorist attack took place in France. And then they shut down all these protests. You have demonstrations going on, protests going on in support of Palestine, and they're going to be violent. That's all. This was a 19-year-old so-called ISIS terrorist, a Chechen refugee, who murdered the French teacher at a high school. Where where does this go? Where does it end? I don't know. But definitely it doesn't end well. So be careful, that's all I'm gonna tell you. Be careful, watch where you're going. If you're going to big places, places where there are a lot of people, I agree with Dan Bongino, you need to be aware at all time. I don't think you have to keep your head on a swivel like he says, that's, you know, when you're a, a FBI guy, you know how to do that. I can't keep my head on a swivel, but I'll tell you what I do, is I know where the exits are no matter where I go. You know, I stopped by to get some food, uh, before I came up here, and down in Broward, and it, it, the the restaurant happens to be in like a, a want to say like a com- commercial kind of area where there's a lot of businesses but not a lot of like let, foot traffic. You got to be going there, and it's. M- primarily a, a restaurant where they do a tremendous amount of takeout. So they have a couple of tables, but it's not, that's not, it's not a dining place. It's a, just awesome food, right? So I'm going there and I'm getting out of my car and I'm looking around. You know, the first thing I noticed is somehow my gas tank cover looks like it's open. And with gas at these prices, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody like siphoned gas out. I don't know. So I went and checked it. I actually had not closed it because I was able to close it. Okay. I'm then looking around, and I see a car parked not far from where I am, and I see a guy sitting in the car. The motor is running, and he doesn't look like he's on a cell phone or anything, and I get alert. You know, I, I carry, so I make sure that I've unholstered, my weapon. You know, it's terrible to have to say these things, and it's even worse having to live like this. But I can't afford to be oblivious to my surroundings. I am known as a person who supports Israel. I am known as a person who has a very big mouth and says a lot of things that people don't like to hear. So I may not have my head on a swivel, but I am aware at all times of my surrounding. Period and you need to be too. And if you don't think that there's no um, reason for you to be nervous, you are vulnerable. You're a victim waiting to be. Now, I don't know if you've been following, and I'm just going to wrap this up, and then we're going to take a break, and then Derek should be calling in. But There is now a person who has entered the speaker's race because Steve Scalise dropped out of the race last night. I didn't even mention that because it seemed pretty irrelevant. And now Representative Austin Scott has declared that he's running for the speaker. So you got Jim Jordan, I presume, and and then you have Austin Scott. Have you ever heard of Austin Scott? I'm just asking because if you haven't, you're not alone. But here's what you need to know about a guy who would be the third in line of the presidential succession. He's a seven-term member of Congress. He represents the 8th District in Georgia. He's a member of the House Intelligence Committee and the House Armed Services Committee and the House Agricultural Committee. And you can see what he's been talking about on the Fox Business Channel. He did talk about the Israel-Hamas war the other day. He did vote against ousting Kevin McCarthy, and he criticized the eight Republicans who voted with Democrats to remove him as, this was his words, nothing more than grifters who have handed control of the House to the Democratic Party in the name of their own glory and fundraising. Okay, here we go again. Here we go again. I don't know much about this guy, but I don't like him already. Anyway, let me take a break. Don't forget, coming up after me is Eric Erickson, and then uh, we have all the, after, all the evening guys, uh, Lars Larson and Joe Paggs. And then, of course, the weekend begins in earnest, and we'll all be back on Monday. Uh, first, Jen and Bill in the South Florida Morning Show, and then Brian Kilmeade will be coming your way, and then Dan Bongino, and then me on Monday. And I'm sure if it's anything like last Monday... You don't want to miss a minute of it. I'll be right back. I think we need a new show open because uh, you know we just have been playing that one for so long. How you doing, kid?
0: Freshen things up a little bit. I'm no longer. I don't want to be the apple that just rolled away from the tree anymore. I'm my own person, okay?
1: (laughs) But that's actually like a loving way of me describing you because you are you. Well, I've always described a certain part of your anatomy as an apple. So, you know, just just that's right. Bear that even if
0: even if even if we're being keeping it 100, it's more of a peach.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is all true. Wow. What a terrible week it's been. And, you know, all of our alma maters have disappointed us greatly with uh, just taking the wrong position on this war that's going on in the Middle East. But uh, not another dime. okay, Derek, promise me not another dime.
0: I'm incredibly, incredibly disheartened and saddened to see what's going on at Harvard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I can't fathom how far my university has lost the moral high ground uh, on, on everything. It, there's been a lot of disappointments over the past few years with the um, responses they've had to various things, but this is a pretty easy call. Yeah. And uh, I know I'm told constantly that there's a lot of nuance and context, but this is Mm-mm. At this particular moment, there's 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 no need for it. No. It's a very clear moral issue to me, and uh, my university has failed. Yeah,
1: my all of the colleges, actually, that our family <laughs> affiliated with, including Yale, your other alma mater. But that's okay, because we hold up the uh, banner, and we, do, we say the right thing, and we do the right thing. But I, I need a, a break from all this horrific news, and of course, Celebrity News gives me a little bit of that. And, you know, I am stunned about this Jada Plunkett Smith and Will Smith story that I saw on TMZ today. Tell me what that's all about. Did I lose him? Oh, man. I think he's like the, the Harvard genie took over. Hmm. All right, the call dropped. We'll see if we can get him back on. I guess I talked too much or something like that. But I could use a little celebrity news, that's for sure, because just talking about the things that have been on all of our minds over and over again can wear you down. I don't know about the rest of you. I haven't had a good night's sleep in a week, literally. My phone started going off last Friday in the middle of the night, and it hasn't really stopped since then. So these are the things that happen when you do news for a living. And even if it's celebrity news, this is what ends up happening. So all right, well, so much for our, our Florida-to-California our Florida connection. It has dropped, and uh, I guess I can tell you the stories that come out of TMZ, but I really don't do it as well as he does, so I'm just probably going you know, <laughs> to let you read it yourself. Go to the website. It's TMZ.com or watch the show because he is very entertaining. People tell me all the time that the, the only thing they, they even tolerate about that show is Derek's performance there. He's funny. He's clever. He's smart. He's the best. So, yeah. We're going to try. We got him back on. Let's see if we can get him on the air. Um, Derek, you there? Derek, you there? Oh, there yeah. you are. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I guess you can I don't ca- know. <laughs> The the uh, I
0: was I, I was on a landline, so I don't know I don't know what happened. But now I'm on my cell phone, so I'm back.
1: Okay, okay. Well, I was saying like I don't understand what's going on with Jada and Will Smith. Like, have they really been like separated for like uh, almost a decade and nobody knew?
0: Look, this is a huge revelation to all of us, and we follow this stuff very closely. But when she today said that they've been separated uh, for a number of years, which she said a few days ago, but today she said the most surprising thing that uh, Will said during that rant with Chris Rock at the Oscars was that he said, keep my wife's name. Apparently he hadn't called her his wife for a number of years. Mm. Um, Even though they're legally married, they've been separated for a number of years, uh, seven years. Mm. Uh, and the public wasn't aware of this. Now, there was always some speculation. Uh, there were rumors that would go around about maybe an open relationship or things like that. But she's discussing a separate relationship. She's talking about how Tupac proposed to her. I mean, Tupac got a lot. Yeah, I mean, she's been on one sort of trying to sell this new book. And she's saying, you know, when Tupac was in prison, he actually proposed to me. It might be her soulmate. So everything's in disarray. I don't know what Will Smith thinks of all this, Mm. but she is certainly out there telling a lot of secrets.
1: Oh, and you know what? Some people are just so desperate for attention. That's all. You know, it's it's disturbing. Taylor and Travis, uh, they seem pretty desperate for attention as well.
0: I'm telling you, So she was at the game again. Now people are calling her a good luck charm because the Chiefs keep winning, although I like to remind people they also have Patrick Mahomes and nice. they've won a couple Super Bowls with him. So I'm not sure how much she plays a role in this. But they beat up on the Broncos, and now they're gonna, we're told they're going to spend the whole weekend together. You know, Travis just had a birthday. They're both 33 years old, both born in 1989, and they're apparently getting along just fine. And people who are skeptical about whether they're dating, I mean, we're starting to sort of see that they are just in some sort of a relationship. I don't know how far it'll go or if it'll last, but they do seem to enjoy each other's company.
1: Hey, listen, you know, good for them. And, and if she brings them good luck, uh, nobody's luckier than her, if you ask me, because I, I don't get it. I mean, people, uh, <laughs> the Swifties make me crazy.
0: I don't understand the hold she has, but she's about to make another couple hundred million on this uh, movie of of her concert.
1: Derry dropped again. That's all right. It's California. We expect nothing less from the the, uh, state of California, which can't get its act together at all. But that's all right. That does it really pretty much for me anyway. This has been a very, 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 very difficult time for all of us, you know, particularly for those of you who have friends and family. I had some friends who were in Israel and had to come back prematurely, thank God, they were able to to do that, to get out in time. And, uh, you know, it is my prayer that everyone who has been trapped inside the country, I mean, American Airlines, Delta, none of these planes are flying out of there, but hopefully somebody besides Corey Mills, one of our Florida congressmen, um, will go and rescue the Americans that are still there. It's kind of hard to believe this administration will do it. So I thank you for your time this time until next time. My plan is to be back here on Monday. Well, not back here in the studio, but back on the air on Monday, if it be his will and he delays his coming. What lies behind us and what lies ahead of us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So wherever you are, just be yourself and please be safe. Be mindful. Look where you're going. Take care of yourself. May God bless you. May God bless Israel. And may God bless the United States of America. See you Monday.
0: The Joyce Kaufman Podcast has been brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com.